Welcome back to Pass the Jar. Today we have one of my good friends in here, Juicy Johnson. We're going to cover everything from his podcast, his music career, and maybe some political things that are going on in this world just because it feels right. But this is Pass the Jar. Y'all know what to do. Open up the jar, pass it around, and enjoy Pass the Juice. back with past the jar like i said earlier this is my friend juicy johnson his real name's ladarius but like i just told him i don't think i've ever called you by your real name but juicy thanks for coming on bro no problem no problem man tell us a little bit about yourself well my roots let's see originally i'm from ansley um went to school out there got family out there ended up down here in walker county i think i came down well i came down here twice once in the fourth grade and then i migrated back to Inslee, then I came back in the eighth grade, and I've been down here ever since. Been a country boy ever since. Yeah, we met freshman year. Freshman year. Yeah, that's like everybody knows. That's when I met Chavis too. Love all you guys, but so tell us a little bit about what you do around here, and then uh, well, you mean work wise? Yeah, or, what you do, man? Oh yeah, I, I work for Terminix. I'm the bug man. Yeah, you know, I come in and I I kill bugs for a living. I enjoy it. How did? How does it feel crawling into like little tight spaces? Um, nasty, very nasty, very cool, cold, slimy. <laughs> but I just I I don't I I don't do it a lot. Yeah, I prefer not to. But uh, it's not for everybody, you know. <laughs> it's kind of like the medical field, which every not, every job is not for everybody. No. Like you have, like I couldn't do your job. You probably couldn't do my job because when I told you I work night shift, you made some kind of face. Uh, <laughs> that, that's seven. Seven. I, I cannot do it. Have Three you, o'clock, I'll be a zombie. What time you start? Me in the morning? Yeah. I leave my house at six. I start at seven sometimes, sometimes eight. It just depends because what I do, uh, I work all over. One day I might be in Silicaga. One day I might be in Oxford. One day I might be in Heflin. So, thanks. You drive a while. I drive a while. Do you just cover like the East Alabama area? Uh, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm the lead bed bug tech. So, like, Everybody don't do that kind of work. Yeah. So uh, I have to go all over as opposed to be zoned in one little area. Like when I do pest control, though, I'm zoned in Walker County. And gotcha. I see a lot of the people that I know. Have you ever had any oh shit moments where you walk into something and you're like, nah, bro? Always. <laughs> oh, every week. Well, it, this, the shit, the stuff that you see in people's houses. Yeah. It's just, you know, <laughs> it's not, like I said, it's not for everybody yeah. to do. See, that's one of the, any job where, I feel like I had to go into somebody else's house. Yeah. I try not to be judgmental, but if I walk into a messy-ass house, I'm well, going yeah, like, man. I see it all the time where it's dog poop in the floor, you know, trash cans, you know, trash everywhere. But you just try not to judge people. You want to you wanna give them information in a professional manner. Yeah. You know, and, and try to talk to them where they'll understand. And you don't offend them. Yeah. Because you can say the wrong thing and people get easily offended. You know what I mean? They could be somebody that's like, well, I'll work 16 hours a day. The last thing yeah. I really care about is cleaning Clean my house. house. Yeah. It's like, you know, okay. <laughs> Let me tell you, when I lived in a dorm room, you know, first couple of years of college, I didn't care about like, cleaning my shit. Yeah. I'd make sure I took my clothes home to wash. Yeah, yeah. 
was like emptying my trash can was the my least favorite part of the day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just you gotta do shit. You but uh to. so what exactly went through your mind to say this is what I want to do? Mm. Circumstance. Yeah. You know, uh, just got to do better. And it was something that I tried out. I didn't know if I was going to like it or not. And I didn't know if I was going to be good at it. Uh, but I ended up being a really good tech. Yeah. And at the time, you know, uh, I was getting ready to have my, my first kid. And uh, first and only kid. And that's the <laughs> only one I'm going to have. No, there's uh, only one little juicy right now. There's only around. one little juicy. But um, I, I started it and I loved it. You know, it's something that I, because I'm genuinely helping people. Like, yeah. I love to help people. Exactly. You know, and so whatever field that, I, that I'm in, you know, I get a real, real joy off of making people's day. Yeah. So that's what we should all strive to do is make somebody's day better. Uh, I can't remember who said it, but one of my favorite quotes of all time is if you're talking to somebody or doing something for somebody, Make them feel like the most important person in the world you for that to. split period of time. But that's that's you got to have good communication skills. You yeah. got to have good people skills. Yeah. You got to know how people react to different things. What kind of person are you dealing with? Because it can go ugly, you know, real quick if you don't use the right word. People, people don't read body language as much these days and facial expressions. Yeah. It's all about words. I'm more of the body. The body language. The body like, language tell you everything. You're kind of standoffish while you're trying to be nice. I'm like, I'll give you your space. Yeah, and it's different tips that you can use. Like for me, I'll go into people's houses. So I can look around, and I'm into a lot of stuff. So I can look around your home and kind of see what you're into. Whether it might be a sci-fi film, or you into Star Trek, or you're into books, or you're into sports. Like Alabama and Auburn fans, they're the easiest ones to start a conversation. Heck yeah. So my favorite nights at work is when... Somebody's wearing uh, like Alabama pajamas when I'm putting the electrodes on them and yeah. stuff. That's easy conversation. Easy man. conversation. And then you get the people that don't really want to talk to you. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Because I'm just as cool talking as I am oh, nah. talking. If I'm coming to your house, you talking to me. <laughs> we, finna, we finna have a good conversation. You don't want to feel like somebody's about to come up out of the next room. Exactly. I need to establish a conversation with you. We need to build some kind of camaraderie in the yeah. small time that I'm going to be here. <laughs> You're going to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, where do you feel like your people skills really came from? Um, really working. I mean, I worked at Taco Bell forever. Juicy so, like, provided me with drunk Baja Blast and tacos for, for a lot long, of my life. <laughs> for a while. But having to deal with Walker County people, who I love. Yeah. But you know how we can be sometimes, especially late night. Yeah. Uh, being put in every situation, you know, gave me good people skills and my upbringing, yeah. you know. My pops did a good job. My mom, my stepmom. I just had a whole lot of people along the way to teach good people skills and how to handle people. Because as long as I've known you, you've been well-spoken. Yeah. Like, you know how to carry a conversation. Early in high school, like when we met, we're still freaking awkward and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't, Real awkward. You came from T.S. Boyd. I came from Summerton. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, we never met, but I kind of like this guy. Yeah. Yep. That's how it is. Uh, but back to the uh, circumstantial thing. It's crazy how you get to this point where you're like, I've got a knuckle down and yeah. figure my shit out. Yeah. Because, like for me, it was my kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and the kid grows you up. You know, we selfish. And we don't know anything. You think you know everything when you're young. But, you know, I'm 31 now. I 
I know way more than I did at 25. Now. I mean, you think you know everything, but you know nothing. Yeah. So, I, I didn't even know anything at 25. Exactly. But you think you do. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Because you haven't gone through a lot. You yeah. haven't gone through nothing for real. I mean, not until maybe two or three years ago, I kind of felt like, yeah, I'm married and stuff, but I really felt like I know who I am exactly. as a person. And, and that's what a lot of people, you got to find out who you are. You know, you got to have love for yourself. I mean, it sounds redundant and repetitive, but that's a real thing. Yeah. If you not, if you don't love yourself, it's not going to work. Let me tell you, my wife loving me yeah. helped me get a long way. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that's that unconditional love. I was like a little lost puppy running around <laughs> before I met her, man. And she just kind of got in my hand to where we are now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm wrong with that, man. But, uh. You you seem like you're doing well. Uh, we see each other every now and then. Yeah. Not like, we don't go like years without seeing each other. So. Uh, but tell us a little bit about some hobbies you got. Oh, uh, okay. Hobbies. We've already we've already talked about uh, current climate with our boy Ricky. But well, why don't you tell us a little bit more than Ricky told us? Well, current, <laughs> current climate is a collective of talented debaters. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's uh, me, Ricky, of course, uh, Shot Rashad Dawson, Christian Dane, and Dylan Reeves. So, like, um... Yeah, current climate, we we love to talk, which we did a podcast and, you know, life, it's hard to get five people together to yeah. come and do a podcast. Somebody might not feel like doing it, da, 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 so on and so forth. But uh, what we talk about is movies, music, uh, sports, uh, somehow, you know, political stuff will creep up in there, uh, pop culture stuff, just issues. We talk about everything. Yeah. And so... um. A lot of the a lot of the stuff that we do, we have a current climate podcast page, and on that page, people had the ability to post on that page and start conversations. Yeah. So everybody come there to if they want to talk about sports, and we real good about coming and back, and we will debate you. So <laughs> a lot of people enjoy that, and um, but yeah, I have a r- real fun with those guys. See, that's a. Uh... I hated it for Ricky because not too long after his episode aired where he dropped all these like bombs about what's going to be good coming out, mm-hmm. we get hit with a pandemic. Yeah. And so all that shit gets pushed back. Yep. I was like, man, people are going to, hopefully people don't forget what Ricky told them by then. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like one of the things about social media that a lot of people don't understand is you can get people to like and comment and yeah. be a part of a community. Right. But where the community seem to fall off is because the moderators and the admins, they don't chime in. Right. And that's what you guys do so well. You got to. I mean, and, and, and I genuinely want to argue with these people. Yeah. So, like, it comes from a, a, a real place. Me and Sha, all of us really good about, you know, coming and back with people. Because, I mean, it's stuff that's interesting. It's stuff that we like. Yeah. And so, if you're going to comment on that page or drop something, you better be ready to debate <laughs> and have your points. That's I love the memes that get dropped on there sometimes because I may have already seen them throughout the day. When I see them and see one of y'all's comments on, it, like, oh yeah, God, it's ten times funnier reading like conversations. Yes, yeah, some people that uh, comment on that are ruthless. It can go there sometimes. You have but to be. I like the unfiltered stuff, like because it's genuine. It's people being people, be, people being who they are. So, and it's not like you being a dick. It's just nah. you sharing your opinion. You're just sharing your opinion. Everybody ain't gonna agree with you. Uh, we can have two things can be true, you know. Uh, we cannot agree and still be friends. Yeah. We ain't got to agree upon everything. No. We ain't got to have the same views, but we can talk about it, and and that's what a lot of people. That's what's what's going on now. People lack communication, and you don't talk. 
Yeah, it's because if you don't agree with me, then I hate chess off. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, I mean, it, you know, you can have disagreements. Yeah. You know? That's that's where we're failing as a society. Exactly. But back to the positives about a current climate. You, you Christian, and Shad also have uh, some, some other talent. Yeah, we rap as well. So current climate, I guess current climate is, I guess it's a brand more so, you know. Uh, our brand, you know, yeah. so we can do un- anything under the umbrella of current climate. We own, we own it, you know, trademarking and all that good stuff. But yeah, we also rap. Uh, first off, I started with the Black Addicts when I first started rapping. I didn't even know I can really. I'll, I can always write, but like as far as delivering a verse, I had to work on that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's me, Rashad, and Christian. Uh, we recently did a mixtape called, well, in October, me and Christian did a mixtape mix called 30 for 30. Fire. Uh, yeah, that that was <laughs> very, very fun. And Christian real good about maestroing everything together. Yeah. So, like, he'll have a vision for it, and he sees it. Th- he's good about sequencing songs and coming up with ideas for songs. Me and him work real, really, really good together. And uh, But, yeah, we just did a new mixtape called Four Songs. It's me, Rashad, uh, Christian Dane. Uh, I don't know if you know Pooh. You know J.O.? J.O. Harris? Yeah. His brother. Okay. Uh, King Baylor. He's on three songs. And uh, a guy that we've been rapping with for a while, his name Ripley from Black Flock Game. Dope. Dope rappers. But so yeah. what got y'all into being like a, I guess, a group? Well, obviously it's after the Black Addicts. We all work on individual stuff too. Yep. Don't get me wrong. We all, and that's why I like our group because everybody brings something to the table. I know when I tell these guys, "Hey, whoever comes with the, up with the concept of the song, I know their verse is gonna be a one. I, I don't have to worry about it." So for some, oh, it's a long story about the song. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> for some, um, we we just wanted to come to get together and do a mixtape, and then we going what we got down the pipeline is like. For summer, we gonna shoot videos for it. Like we got a video out right now. It's called Run Around. And it's current climbing with two Ks, but um, we got that. And then Shaw to come with his solo. I'll come with my solo. Christian to come with his solo. And then we'll do the whole group thing again. Yeah. And I mean, we do it for fun. If something happens, it happens. But I mean, <clears throat> I mean, we just enjoy rapping. And you know, the first time I ever heard uh, you and Shaw, the Black Addicts, I was like. Okay, this is one of the first times I've ever heard a small town rap group or rapper in general actually have delivery, flow, and good production. Because usually it's like you said, you like, could say shout that. out to the guys trapping, but usually it's like it sounds like they record on their iPhone. Yeah. Their delivery may be off, yeah, and it's hard to appreciate. You're like, okay, I respect you, it's, and I respect your effort, but it's hard yeah. to appreciate what you're putting out because. Do some practice. Exactly. And it's about originality. Like, we can go anywhere. And we do not sound like Mm. rap. Like, when guys come out, they try to sound like the hot rapper. For me, to to me, just to me, it's a lot of these guys that's trying to sound like Lil Baby or Lil Uzi, you know, um, just the littles. You know what I mean? All the littles. They trying to sound like them with the auto-tune and stuff. Forget that. We finna get, we finna get to, and we can rap about literally anything. Like, I got a song called Sith Lords, and we it's me and Shad. We do Star Wars references, do the whole movie, yeah. the whole song. Uh, but I mean, you got to have some original, original originality. You got to have good content. You got to be able to rap, and you got to be able to know how to make a song. A lot of people do not know how to make a song. Mm-hmm. It's more than just you know 
I'm turning on a beat and freestyling. No. You got to write verses. You got to have a good hook. You got to make it catchy. Sometimes you got to do stuff that you might not want to do, but you got to make it catchy, but you still got to make it your own. And that's a, that's a talent. That's why I love when I worked with Schooley. It's just sitting there and watch him work because it was, there was an art to him working. Yeah. It wasn't what he did to compile that into yeah. the work session, but it was the, 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 the creating. Work. Yeah. Creating that. When you sit somebody, when you sit down and see somebody create a song and it's good. You know, it's something to to watch, yeah. and everybody got different, you know, ways that they record, come up with music. You know, but School is a good rapper. Yeah, I love School. He's a really good rapper. He School is. We don't talk very much anymore because life happens. But yeah, he's still a dude. Like I love him a whole heart. Yeah, yeah. Just, but he's also one of the local, like small town rappers. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, uh, you get so many of these guys that their beats don't sound crisp. Yeah. they're not clear. Uh, their lyrics are okay. Yeah, okay. Like you can rhyme, but it's basic rap. Like, yeah. can you really like use metaphors? Can you do rhyme schemes? It's, yeah. it's it's deep. Because when I can't remember who I was talking to, it was a friend. We we're talking about hip hop, and they're like, "What's the number one thing you look for in a rap song?" I says, "Delivery." Delivery. Yeah. Like because I, the way I see it is, I want to be able to hear them rap that without a beat yeah or any kind of production yeah and like it yeah and be like they could do that just the am delivery I, am I interested in what you saying yeah and how you saying you know cause I like all all kinds of it's like sub genres in rap now it's different kinds of rap so many it's so, it's, it's so many it's so much for everybody and what's what's cool now is we have a lot of older rappers it's so many 40 year old rappers that still they making like Jay Z he said 30s was the new 20s yeah. oh, quite some time ago. Now 40s like the new 30. These guys do not look old. Mm. You wouldn't know. You know what I mean? And so, um, It's like Eminem. He went dead for so many albums. And yeah. And then now he's, he's okay. Again. Yeah, yeah. I love, which, that's my favorite rapper of all time. Him. Really? Yeah. Him and Jay. Mm. We'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as far as like these guys that you see like, Add me on Facebook, or yeah. they'll tag you and be like, check out my new video. Yeah, yeah. Like, you appreciate the hustle. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, there's, you don't want to be an asshole, and like, you could tweak two or three of these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, and I'll give anybody a shot. I will listen to your music. Yeah. But if I just don't like it, I don't like it. You know, we're not going to like everything. There's, there's so much music, because how easy it is to make it now. Yeah. And, uh. Well, that's the quality. That's why the quality is so off. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's real easy to put stuff out. And I think people are more invested in the person sometimes, like Takashi. Yeah. You know what I mean? They so invested in him because of what he do outside of music. Because his, his song's okay. I can see I can see if you don't like his song. I can see a person not liking it. Yeah. But the character that's with Takashi. So you kind of got to make yourself marketable. You know what I mean? And that's a whole nother can of I mean, you look at him, though. I mean, it's the hair, the grill, and the I don't know. wittiness of trolling. Yes. God. He is a masterful. When he put that rat face thing on in yeah. the Gooba video. Yeah. Like, he, he's a master troller. Like, yeah, but that goes back to he knows how to market himself. And he was in the perfect market, too, New York. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to make it down here in Alabama. You have to go to Atlanta or, or you know, know somebody in Atlanta or New York. It's kind of hard. Yeah. That's why it's so hard to kind of get up out of here, you know, because we, like, we good enough. 
but it's actually getting that traction. Yeah, that's where, because there's so many talented rappers that I've listened to, Schooly, you guys, I'm like, they deserve yeah. to be up here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it makes you wonder, like, Yellow Wolf was good when he first came out. Yeah. His, I don't know what you exactly call his newer stuff. I still like it's, it. Like, because, like, Love Story. The yeah. album Love Story, I love Love, yeah. love Story. But it's not rap anymore. Punk punk rap. He's kind of almost doing what MGK's doing. Like, just changing sorta. Sh- changing genres. Yeah, he genre genre building. I mean, I yeah. I, I respect it. I like it. You it know? shows you as an artist. Yeah, he's, he's a dope artist. You he gonna pick up a violin and start singing? Yeah. <laughs> Is that gonna show your evolution yeah. as a musician? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, like, there's so many talented people, even here in Walker County, that aren't rappers. It's just the fact of where we are. Yeah, we but are. what gets you over that edge is how you market yourself. How you market yourself. Even even mm-hmm. if you're just a higher tier musician in Alabama that yeah. doesn't really make it out of, out of Alabama, yeah, you still know how to market yourself to make it big. Here. And that's the beautiful thing about the internet. Yeah, I, I could be in Door, Alabama. Like it was people in Germany listening to something. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you can, you know, you can look at the breakdown and stuff like that. And I'm yeah. like, who in the hell in Germany, in New York, listening to this stuff? But you put on certain playlists, there's certain stuff that you can do. Yeah. But I mean, that's the beautiful thing about one of the beautiful things about the internet, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, that you can reach people who you normally can't reach. So you have a you you have a chance to make it. Yeah. You know. That's that's the thing though is, it's like with. The accessibility to make the music now comes yeah. the accessibility of other people to get your music. Yeah. So you're going to get a lot of cris- criticism that yeah. you may not have gotten from your friends that live next door to you. Exactly. Somebody, like you said, somebody in Germany would be like, yo, brother, shit. Yeah. You're yeah. like, oh, that yeah. hurts. Yeah. But, and then you, but you have to say, you know, you got to have that confidence. When yeah. you know you, the shit, then, you know, you good to go. Like, what's the, what's the top quality in all the rappers that have made it? Originality, originality, and arrogance. and being able, to, being a character, I think, yeah. being likable or marketable. Yeah, I always you know. said arrogance because if you think your oh, shit ain't yeah. good, you ain't gonna make it. Yeah, it's hard not to stunt when you're on the jumbo truck. Like being like that arrogance, you gotta have confidence. Yeah, you know what I mean, cocky confidence. Yeah, and that's that rapper bravado. You know what I mean? Like, I feel unstoppable when I'm rapping. You know what I mean? And it, I mean, I might, like, I think Shad a better rapper than me. I think Christian a better rapper than me. But when I'm actually rapping, y'all can't tell me nothing. Yeah. I'm competing with y'all. And I feel like that with anybody I get, anybody that's in, you know, rapping now. You yeah. Know? Have you tried, uh, like, sending your stuff to any production companies? No. You should, you should try. I don't, I don't know. It really, Christian kind of handled all yeah, that behind the scenes stuff. But uh, he does, he, Christian do a lot. Shout out to Christian. But y'all are, y'all are good enough to make it. And uh, let's talk about a little bit about hip hop in general. Uh, this has been a debate here recently for my friends and I. Okay, uh, I provide some clarity for y'all. I was I was really really drunk, so I don't remember much of the conversation from when it kind of started. But I've kind of I just remember what the basis of it was. So I've kind of carried over to my other friends that I know they're well versed in music. Right. So I was I think it was like they're talking about Eminem and how he's in the top five lyricists. And I said no. They said he wasn't a top five. Yeah, he was top five. Yeah. And I said no. What was you smoking that day? Huh? You don't think Eminem was a top five? No. Lyricist? I think he's top ten. That is ridiculous. I'm so. Name your top five, and I'll name you my top five. 
like rappers or just lyrics? Because I mean, that is different. It's different kind of. You Lyr- can break that down differently. Lyricists like delivery, flow, and that's that's a t- that's a, that's a tough five to give you off. If I mean, of course, M, Hove, I'll probably have to go Wayne, uh, three thousand, and probably Pop. But that five can change yeah. because. I might throw Drake in that fifth spot. I might throw Kendrick in that fifth spot. Um, and then you got to have some respect for the old school. Exactly. You got DMX. You get, it's a whole, you know, slew of rappers. Exactly. So I think I think people's top five is kind of based on what you grew up on. Yeah. What you grew up loving. Because if you ask the old cats, like if I ask my daddy, he's going to be like, KRS-One, Big Daddy Kane. That's what I say. Pop, Rakim, oh, they can't, you know. I heard Snoop say the other day, Eminem on a top ten rapper. But he started... You know, naming people from the eighties, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, cool, Jay. Those guys were huge. They did it first, but people, it's evolution, man. <laughs> See, like I said, uh, I said Jay Z, Tupac, Biggie. As much as I hate Biggie, uh, KRS One and okay. Talib Kweli. I was like, that's my top five. I'm not mad at that, but Talib Kweli is not a better lyricist than Eminem. You don't think so? He can't. He can't hold his boots. Really? Oh. God, come on, man! Come on now. M, some of the stuff M, M, probably the best pure rapper of all time. He's probably I'm. If I had to give the number one spot to somebody, I'd probably give it to Hope. Even though Eminem is my favorite rapper, yeah. But outside of that, when it comes to actually rapping and being a lyricist, putting lyrics together, rhyme schemes, I can rap any kind of way about anything. Yeah, ain't nobody holding. Can't touch me. Well, see, that's that's where I break it down to is. Lyricist, that was my top five. But if you talk about emotional evoking, like like making you think pro- provocatively, I okay. guess. Okay. Well, Eminem, Eminem's in there. Yeah, yeah. But now lyricists, for me, like the things they speak about and the way they deliver the things they speak about, that's what matters to me as a lyricist. There, yeah. that's, the, that's the art to it, though. That's the art that hip-hop is. You can say, oh, I like Drake's beats. Drake's the top five with beats you can break time. it down so like you could say artists yeah. you know what I'm saying so like when you do when you do artists which that's when you gotta throw Kanye in there. I think Kanye got four classic albums but yeah. I, I don't know if I can make Kanye a top five rapper you know or a top ten rapper because he didn't he don't write his stuff you yeah. know what I mean but as an artist it's hard for me to leave Kanye out of that yeah. you know what I mean he's an art. he is a genuine artist he is I mean it's hard to make a classic album some people still say Lil Wayne don't have a classic album. Some people say Drake don't have a classic album. It's yeah. hard to do. A, you just know. But see, Lil Wayne made so many freestyle yeah, albums. Classic big tapes. You know what I mean? That's that's what that's to me. That's what hip hop is about. Yeah, is taking something, sampling it, turning it into your own, and flowing under it. But you gotta let and, and you gotta let these artists be artists. Because a lot of times when they get when they sign to a label and stuff like that. They want you to be something you're not, or they'll they will mess up your whole feng shui. Yeah. Like, let them artists be artists. Give them, give you know, get them the paint, get them candy, let them work and step back. Yeah. But a lot of the times we see a lot of our favorite artists, they they get in the game like that and they just. Mac you know, Miller. I, I like so. I, like I still like his new stuff, but yeah. it's not the quality of kids. Was you, was it swimming pools you talking about? Yeah. I liked swimming pools. I like. I mean, I like. Like I said, I liked all of his stuff. It was just the Mac I grew to love. Well, you got to think the state of mind he was in. Yeah. Like, 
if you listen to swimming pools, a lot of stuff he was talking about, and then you know what happened inevitably. Yeah. Um, it's like he was right when he was going through. Yeah. And, you know, he was trying to tell people, but you know, the kids and God, that's best day ever. Best day ever is my one of my favorite mixtapes of all time. Mac was dope. Yeah, Mac was dope. But there's so there's such a, I guess, grand scheme to hip hop that not many other genres have. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. And it's like everybody's into hip hop now. Like the black culture, it's everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dancing, uh, slang. When you turn on ESPN, they're using slang. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you turn on TikTok, you got when you turn on twerking. TikTok. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, the swag is everywhere. Yeah. And so, you know, hip hop is a big, big staple, you know, in what's going on today. That was the first genre of music I genuinely loved because the Chronic album was the first CD I ever bought with my own money. Yeah. And see, people got to take, a lot of people take hip hop too literal. You kind of got to know when a guy capping or lying. And you kind of got to know when he's telling the truth. Yeah. So it's kind of like a movie. When you go to the movies, you enjoy the movie. You're not reading. They're killing people in the movie. People getting their heads cut off. It's sex. It's all, you know, all kind of crazy stuff on the screen. Yeah. But you don't think nothing about it. Hip-hop is the same way. It's like a movie. You know, some of the stuff is real. It could be based on a true event. But for the most part, it's something that we putting together to yeah. make it enjoyable for you. Now, there is a, there's a lot of the newer, I guess, since 2008-ish lyrics that I don't really like, like the sexualizing of women and shit. Oh, yeah. But that's, but that's been... I mean, it's been all through hip-hop forever. It just seems more prominent, I guess, these days. That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's a whole nother can of worms. Like Mumble Rap? I hate Mumble Rap. Yeah. I hate any of those guys. It just depends. I like I said, I would give it a chance, but like if I don't, if I can't, it's not for me. Yeah, I think I missed the, I think I missed the mumble era. Like you know, for me to be into it, like yeah. Blueface or Uzi, I tried. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it's it's just not for me. But I respect those guys. I can't remember somebody I worked with a while back. They tried getting me listening to uh, Lil Xan. Lil Xan. I guess. Oh, some goofy looking ass white dude. I was like, "What is this?" And he was like, oh, "This is how like rap has evolved." That's I laughed he, through the whole song I listened yeah, to. It was like, not that trash. Yeah, like Lil Xan, Lil Pump. Um, it's a whole bunch of littles. You know what I mean? Like, which I must admit, I like ignorant music sometimes when I'm working out. Just depending yeah. on what I'm doing. So Lil Pump got a couple songs that I like, but it's nothing that I will listen to to put me. I wouldn't ride to it. Yeah. I gotta work out too. It gotta be. I gotta be in the. I gotta be doing something. Yeah. It's nice to hear the party, something like that. But when I'm riding, I gotta listen to Drake, cause he know how to touch them emotions. I listen to Kendrick. <laughs> you gotta. You gotta be a content. Yeah. Big Sean is one of my favorite. Rappers. I love Big Sean, bro. Wale. I want to see Wale before all this shit happened with the pandemic in February. Wale is one of the most underappreciated lyricists and just artists altogether. Creative got like, but I'm. I don't understand how the album about nothing. It's such a G and he had Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> through the album. Like yeah. who does that? You know what I mean? And I think he's gonna be one of those guys when we look back. Yeah. Like yeah, he's he gonna be a real that guy. One. Cause he's been I mean, he's still been doing his thing. So just like Big Sean, like uh the Detroit mixtape. Oh god. Bro, I banged that for the longest time. Detroit mixtape was crazy. Like wow. I think that's what kind of put him up there. Oh yeah. For me. Cause Sean, when Sean get ready, 
Sean can rap. Like, this might not be popular to say. Sean had a better verse when you sit down and listen to it on control than Kendrick. Yeah. Kendrick just name dropped. So when you name drop everybody, like, and I love Kendrick verse. No, he snapped. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But if I had to compare verse for verse, Sean went hard too. Kendrick just called out everybody. And yeah. it started a whole snowball effect where everybody was trying to respond. People didn't want to respond and all that good stuff. But yeah, I love Sean. Yeah, Big Sean's awesome. So, uh, one more question about hip hop, and then we'll uh, kind of transition into the next topic. But if there was one artist other than Wale, like we just said, or mm-hmm. you know, somebody like Big Sean, there's one artist ten years from now, you look back and you say, "This guy didn't get the credit he deserves." Who would it be? Ooh, Big Sean. I think it would be Big Sean. I don't think he get the credit he deserves. Yeah, I think he underappreciated. It's Big Sean and I think Tyler the Creator. I think those two guys, which Tyler the Creator is underappreciated by a lot of black people. His fan base is majority white, if I'm just keeping it real. Yeah. But I think he's he got one of the top five, in my opinion, rap voices. Like it's just made for rap. Like him, Jada Kiss, DMX, Snoop, those are the best rap voices. Ludacris. Um but I think when we look back Tyler and Big Sean is some guys who's gonna be like, damn, we should appreciate it more. Yeah. See, Kendrick gets a lot of love. He doesn't drop out of music, a lot of music like every other artist does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. See, that's why I like about him because with I'm a huge metal and country fan. Like the good metal and country bands yeah. don't drop out an album every year. Yeah, yeah. And they take their time with it. Well, he playing the game right. He'll drop an album and he'll tour on it for a long time, and that's why it's on the charts for so long. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, microwave music, when their music not that good, they got to keep dropping, 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 dropping. Yeah. But if I drop a great product, if you know you're getting great product from me, I can tour from that. And then I can go disappear for a little bit and enjoy life and come back and do it all over. You think uh, you think Drake changed up his set list a lot? Drake? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about when he performing at concerts? Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he got he, stuff that he got. He got to perform. He's got so many good stuff. But, so, song good. I think at this point with Drake, I think it's time for him to work with another producer. He need to let like a Timberland do his whole album or for real do a whole album because all his shit starting to sound the same. He's still a forty, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And it sound like it. The sound is not evolving. They killed Joe Budden when he said that a while back, but I hear it now. You get yeah. what I'm saying? And it's like, okay, okay. But you used when you used to seeing greatness like that, but it's like. I hold you to a different standard. Yeah, you know it's he's been with forty for his whole career, though, hasn't exactly. he? Exactly. You gotta sound. You gotta make your album sound. That's the beautiful thing about Hove. None of Hove albums sound the same. Exactly. Sonically, they are all different. But he worked with some of the same producers, though. But these are like Mount Rushmore, yeah. Pharrell, Timberland, Swiss Beats. You know, he worked with Mount Rushmore guys who can make they sound change. I think that, and just if he plays. did that, he would have an album that classic album. is untouchable. A classic album. Because he is the, he's, Damn. he's the, people give him shit because they call him like the nickelback of our generation of hip hop. <laughs> I wouldn't do Drake but, like that. But at the same time, like, I've been with him since So Far Gone. And, yep. Uh, like, I like rapping Drake. Yeah. So like, with Scorpion, I think Scorpion had a chance to be a really great album. But it was too long in side B. I got to put that together. Yeah. But side A, I love side A. You know what I mean? Like, but when I switched it to side B and hearing all this, which I love singing stuff. You know, I sing on some of my stuff. 
But like, when you that elite of a rapper, come on, man. Yeah. You got to give me the bars. Man. I mean, that's what that's what got him to where he was too. Is even like before, after, right after wheelchair Jimmy shit. Yeah. Like, that's so far that gone. Good. So far gone is still one. That is my favorite mixtape of all time. Uh, I, I wouldn't be mad. I, that's up there in the mixtape like Hall of Fame. For me, me and Shaw was having this conversation the other day. Um, mixtape Hall of Fame. So far gone. Trap or Die by Young Jeezy. And I think it was the Drought 2 or E3 by Lil Wayne. Where he just went nuts. It was one of the droughts. Yeah. Those are the three best mixtapes. So everybody likes No Ceilings because that was just like when Lil Wayne was really peaking. And nah, everybody was listening drought, to it. The Drought. Better than no ceilings. And yeah. I love no ceilings. No, that's what I'm saying. Everybody liked no ceilings because that's when Lil Wayne's popularity was yeah. like sky high. That's high. Bef- yeah. When he was really kind of getting appreciated. But, but see, we, we knew about Lil Wayne in these streets. Back when yeah. uh, he was in the hot boy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then I don't know what happened. A switch hit and it was over. Can we just be thankful for how much uh, hip hop covers, like album covers, have evolved? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so much creative. Bro, it looks like so much freaking Photoshop. It wasn't even uh, funny. <laughs> it, when you go back, it looks so bad. Yeah. Like, you know? And now it's the shit you see on a like trap mixtape. Exactly. The, the, gas the, gas station. Station. <laughs> the gas station shit that you yeah. can pick up. But man, uh, like I said, you, I love what you guys are doing musically. Well, I appreciate it, man. We, we listen to all we of We really it. try and I work with some, uh, like I said, you know, I'm going to give it up to those guys. You know, they they very, very talented guys. You know, even my cousin rap too, De- Deontay. I got a song, I got a video coming out with him down the line when I do my solo stuff called Pop. But we all, everybody can hold their own, and I really, really enjoy rapping with those guys because they make it easy. So your your music videos, like the newer ones, have been really top quality. Mm-hmm. Is it money or connections? This is what any, mu- any musician listening right That's now. That's about what you mean, like actually finding the people. Yeah. You know, when you first started rapping, you just happy to hear yourself on record. But then, it, when you start listening and letting people listen, it's the quality. So if it sounds like you in the bathroom nowadays, there ain't no excuse. You can get some. You could people record. Juicy J recorded bands that make her dance in the bathroom in a hotel. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or probably something like this with a Yeti mic. You know what I mean? Yeah. A mixing master. So it shouldn't be. If I turn on your music and I hear the quality is not good, I'm not gonna listen. Right. So like that's number one. But it's all about getting better and taking steps. Taking steps. Taking steps. If you shoot in a video, don't shoot no rinky-dinky-ass shit because... We don't want to see it on your Cricket Wireless Nokia. Exactly. It's not going to look... People are not going to take you serious. No. So just save your money and, you know, build a rapport with somebody. You get what I'm saying? Shoot a couple of videos with them. Because a lot of those guys end up and then, you know, um, doing stuff. Because what's the next thing people do after they hear, hear something? They look at it. They look at it. So if you if you make a shitty music video... This poor quality, or mm-hmm. poorly edited, or you throw on some kind of cheesy Instagram filter over it. Exactly. They ain't gonna like it. Exactly. And what the music video does, it makes people listen to your music that didn't have no idea you was doing music, or yeah. just didn't give it a chance. I've had so many people Snapchat me, message me, all kind of stuff. A lot of people shared the video when it came out. Like, I was shocked, you know? And so, like, with the music video, you have a visual. And then with that visual, They'll pull up your music on Spotify, iTunes, because we got it everywhere. Google Play, exactly. whatever you want to listen to it. And like, they go through it, and it's like, oh, shit. They actually pretty good. I actually dig these guys. And you got you kind of got to be witty, you know, and what you say. And that's another thing. Like, even with, uh, like, me and the podcast, who, I've, one or two people shares it, 
yeah. blows up. Yeah. Just because of the following that these people may already have. Just like if you have a feature and it's semi-popular yeah. artist, you're going to blow up. You're going to get some good numbers. Yeah, yeah. Or if you get somebody, like if I did like, like my podcast with uh, Eric Nix or the Ostrich, yeah. two well-known members of Walker County. Funny guy. Like, that they, is funny. Like, all they got to do is share it, and there you go. That's yeah, cool, and then that's all. Yeah, I get what you're saying. That's that's your social media numbers. Yeah. Like, like, people can look at it. Yeah. Are they going to listen? Exactly. And that's the thing about it. You got to have, goes back to having good product, and you got to look cool in the video. Yeah. You got to be creative. Like, that what we did with Runaround is just having fun. But now we got actual concepts for each video that we're going to do. So you got to be creative. You got to be different. On yeah. top of your music being good. I encourage any artist that's rapping to have a good visual. You know, sometimes the visual, the song could be shit. You have a dope visual. Some people might love it. Yeah. Just like uh, just like we were talking about Gooba. Like, not a great song. Not a great song. But, the video, but when he put that rap face over him exactly. himself. And then, don't, uh, that's, what, that's what got me the, the clout for that song. Exactly. It's Goob, that, Goober the first one he did, right? That's the first out. one he did when he came back out. Okay. Like, what uh, was the one with Nicki Minaj? I don't even know. I don't think I've listened to it. Oh, yeah. It went number one. Oh, did it? Yeah, like number one on the billboard. Oh, I didn't listen to yeah. it. I mean, she's nice to look at. So, I mean, that was good <laughs> to have in the video to yeah. get those views up. But he always, he know what he's doing. Get, get Colors, you know, uh, trolling women in the video. Yeah. And milk for some reason. He had milk in his videos a lot. That Google video, he like was like white faced almost. Yeah, like and and uh, I forgot the name of that song. I listened to it a thousand times because Nicki Minaj snapped on that. But uh, which she she's underappreciated. Yeah, Nicki 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 is the only person that 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 got on a record that I I think and got the best of Eminem. You think so? Got the best of whole. Yeah, on Roman's Revenge, she got Eminem. Yeah, on Monster, she out rapped. It was Kanye on there. It was Jay Z, and it was Rick Ross and Big Sean. Not Big, on Monster. No, Big, no, Big Sean not on Monster. She okay. had she did Ash. She got a couple songs with uh with uh Big Sean. Uh, dance. Dance. Uh, yeah. Ash is called Ash. Ash. Ash yeah. Anyway, that's the edited version. But uh, <laughs> anyway, tell people before we jump into our last topic where they can find like uh, current climate and uh, yeah, current climate. The actual uh, we have a podcast page. Uh, all you have to do is uh, type in current climate with two K's podcast that's the page where people you can actually post and start discussions we have a regular page current climate which i mean we still have but we don't do a lot of posting from there we probably need to do that a little bit more uh but I, as I, as far as music you could type in current climate with two k's on any platform whether it be youtube apple music itunes google play spotify i mean we everywhere um and we building the catalog you know so if you like it you know share it you know message me do what you need to do uh but uh, we really, really appreciate, you know, support that everybody's been giving it because we've been looking at the numbers and it's doing really well. So, I just, yeah. just want to see my friend succeed, man. man. That'd be dope, <laughs> man. That'd be dope. Dylan, is, Dylan's part of uh, current the Current Climate Podcast. Shout out to Dylan, man. Dylan is one of my best friends of all time. Everybody listens knows I've mentioned his name several times. Dylan, the man. man. He wanted the genuinely best. Him and his sister, Lexi, they two are the best human beings. Absolutely. Absolutely. The the tell you how it is, yeah. And love you for whatever you think. Because so. you know when people genuinely good people, yeah. you know what I mean. And I mean they good people. Dylan's one of the most reliable people like I've ever known. Yeah. Because even before uh, I moved away, we were friends, and 
come back and now all like us and our other two friends have really grown together so <clears throat> but anyway we're gonna dig into a little tough topic right here to close out just because of where we're at in the world all right you're my brother most definitely everybody everybody like i always tell like uh e i call e my twin because we were born on the same day yeah. so what's your thoughts on uh what's going on in the world today not coronavirus. Not coronavirus. Like, well, black lives. Let's, t- let's have a tough discussion. I think what people get confused is just because you're saying black lives matter or you pushing a black agenda, that doesn't mean you anti-white. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just that it's about justice. And I think that's what people get lost in the shuffle. People always bring up, you know, what's black on black crime and da 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 well, when Tyrone killed Pookie, they go to jail. Yeah. They get in life, they're doing 20, whatever, whatever. Yeah. The issue is these cops killing these guys, killing these black men, and they're not, you know, paying the price for it. You know, and that's what it's about, justice. That's why they say no justice, no peace. And I think that's what gets lost in the shuffle of everything, which we love everybody. Pro-black does not mean anti-white. It's just, you know, we have a lot that we have to go through, a lot to overcome. You know, the civil rights era wasn't that long. I got family members that was through the struggle. Yeah. You know, where they were spraying them with hose pipes, sicking dogs on them, like drinking from different water fountains. I can talk to somebody who went through that. When we grew up, we if we could look in the history books. I'm like, oh my god, that's that's nuts. But when you can get a firsthand account on what these people went to went through, you know, it's tough. You know, it's tough. It was different than from like me and you sitting across the aisle in school desk sitting, sitting there like, can you believe they actually did this shit to each exactly. other? Exactly. But then you hear the story of how, how real it was. Really was. And then now you've got the shit kind of and the shit that going crazy again ain't in the history books. Yeah, there's so a lot like when you get with how man when you talk to some of these people and when I work in when I work in uh in the city of Birmingham and stuff like that, um, a lot of my older customers tell me about. You know, the stuff that happened. And they cannot stand that guy, Bull. Bull, I think his name Bull Connor. I yeah. think his name. Yeah. Like, they would see him all the time. Like, he was just, you know. But, that's yeah. That's the one thing that sucks, though, is when you're typing a text, a book, where people should learn shit from. Yeah. You can put whatever you want to yeah. in there. And I think that's where, even going back to Native American uh, history. That's where a lot of it just kind of gets thrown to the side is what exactly are we missing here? Yeah. And because if we're, if we're in 2020 yeah. and still missing something, yeah. what the hell did you leave out for us to miss this? Exactly. Exactly. History is like, like I said, they, they call it his story. So whoever wrote it, it's a lot of misinformation in that. But I mean, just from our perspective, growing up with it now, we shouldn't be dealing with it right now. It should have been fixed a long time ago. It should be better than what it is. And see, nowadays, you people getting called out on it. You mm-hmm. can't be so co- covert like you used to. You know what I mean? Like, it's out because we got these camera phones. You can't be killing these folks and, you know, we don't see it. Exactly. And so, which I, which I will say, our, our era, like, the guys around our age that we went to high school with and us coming up, we not on that shit. You get what I'm saying? Racism is taught. We still had a few, Adora. We had a few, <laughs> but I mean, a, a few. A few. For the most few. part, we all rock with each other. Yeah. If I don't like you, it's because I don't like you. You not, know what I mean? Because not of because of, you of what you look like yeah. 
uh, you know, what color you are, but it's just, I just don't like you. Yeah. And so, I think we all need to, and to me personally, I think the leader, you know, in charge right now, calls a lot of division on what he say. You kind of got to be, you kind of got to know how to lead. You can't get up there and say anything. You can't be divisive. You got to, even if you don't want to, if you're a leader, you got to say the things to bring people together. And I think that's what we lacking as a country is on that side, uh, somebody to bring us all together. Because, I mean, love will conquer all. We all need to love each other and get back to, you know, to, to, to being a great people with each other. But until they start sending some of these cops to jail, we're going to keep tearing stuff up. This is, by no means do I, like, am I throwing my support behind Trump because I'm not throwing my support behind anybody on this podcast. I, I remain neutral for podcast purposes. But even Obama before him, yeah, some of the shit he said was divisive too. Some of the shit George Bush said yeah. was divisive. Some of the shit Bill Clinton said is divisive. Yeah. And that's the problem I have with the way people look at it is, why the hell are you listening to the president telling you how to think? I agree, but still, when stuff happens, you look to your leader. Yep, I mean, you, you, that's natural. And you write about people, those guys, you might say some divisive stuff sometimes, but you can't be negative almost every single time. No, but that's the problem with like the bipartisanship that we have in presidency is this guy's going to tell you what this side wants to hear. This side's going to tell you what this side wants to hear. Right. You're not, you don't have somebody saying, y'all just need to hug each other. <laughs> that's true, and I mean... You said something then. Yeah. That's how it is. And like, <laughs> you know, people bring up gangs and stuff like that. They talk about Bloods and Crips and this. Those Democrats and Republicans, they the biggest gang of them all. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, I, I, For me, personally, if I got an issue with somebody, I can sit down and talk to them. And we can come to some kind of agreement. They argue so much about stupid shit. There's a lot of finger pointing. It's over. a lot of finger pointing. I don't understand how they can't come together because you can be, you can become so powerful if you just come together and come to a common ground instead of arguing with each other the time. Because we're the ones that suffer. Yeah. They good. They make they in good they live in good lives. But that's where I have a big issue with government. That's a whole other topic for another day. How do you have a one hundred and eighty thousand dollar year salary but a net worth of 60 million. You know, that's where I... Oh, man. You know what? Yeah. They the crooks, man. Yeah. Come on now. Like, what? That's where I have a problem with government in general. But when you have Democrats and Republicans saying, why is my block over here? Give give me my A block and yeah. give me back my C block. Exactly. When you're sitting in the playground with each other. Exactly. That's, that's where a lot of it really gets misconstrued, I guess, because everybody watches the news. But when you're in that kind of position, it got to go to your core, what kind of person you are. Because when you up there, that's a different kind of money. Yeah. That's a that's a lot of shit that you handle, and that's different to the little guy who might not know stuff. The, the question I have for anybody in government is, at what point do you stop saying what's in your head and start saying what's put in your pocket? It's It goes back to what person you are. Yeah. Because... They touching a different kind of money. Back to what you said, your salary one hundred eighty thousand, but you worth millions of dollars. Yes. Yeah. So they get money and living lives, and just you just not a good person. They don't. They don't care about the general consensus, the the general public, exactly. the Americans. It, you need pure people in those positions. Yeah. I can't hate the player, hate the game. You know, if you in there, you know 
you know what? But if you know position, you got to be a good person. You See, know what I mean? They love when you and me are arguing. Yeah. They don't like me and you being friends. No. They don't like me and my Democratic neighbor, my Republican neighbor. Exactly. Or whoever neighbor being friends. They don't like it. Exactly. But they don't want us to talk no. and, and work shit out because we stronger in numbers. We can come together, but they just want us to argue. Yeah. That's why people say divisive shit. Yeah. And no it be the stupidest shit. No matter what side you're on. Like, uh, like Trump saying whatever the heck he says 90% of the time, and then Obama or whoever else on Senate, whatever, saying yeah. whatever the heck they say 90%. Nancy Pelosi, I, like, I, like I said, I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. I just kind of like whatever. But Nancy Pelosi is the... The devil to my to me. <laughs> like, if I went to my drunk grandma running yeah. government, yeah. that's Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I, like I tell people, all the motherfuckers creep. Yeah, they, like I'm, I'm just keeping it, uh, keeping a buck. Democrat, Republican, like, like they all crooked. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what the solution is up there in that regard. But as far as people, we can come together and start thinking for yourself. I think honestly. That's where we're starting to progress as American citizens. We're starting, other than the just purely ignorant people yeah. that don't want to talk about anything. Yeah. Our generation, okay, our generation and the generation before us, it kind of seems like we're more in the middle. Yeah, and we can we can formulate our own opinion. Yeah. We're kind of open. You kind of, you, I ain't gonna say sway us, but present you present what you want to present, and we make our decision from that. As opposed to, I'm this way. Fuck it. I'm staying on this side. Yeah. No matter what you say, you might be making sense. I'm on this side. So they don't like it. That's and that's why I think like Gen Zers' opinions are null and void to me because <laughs> they they literally listen to Fox News or CNN. Oh God. And no, they believe whatever those talking heads tell them. That's the worst shit. Like to watch. Yeah. Like turn off the news turn and just the news and like your friends. Formulate your own opinion. Yeah. Assess the situation and formulate your own opinion. Because see, before like, like I said, I didn't really grow up until I was like twenty seven, twenty eight, didn't really start thinking for myself. Right. I was, this it makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah. Just yeah. Because I see what you are going through. I see what a Jewish friend is going through. Yeah, yeah. I see what a gay friend is going right. through. And I understand it better because I'm not so Tuned into Fox News. Exactly. People are people at the end of the day. Yeah. Whatever whatever they decide to do. Well, we black, white, you know, Asian, you know, Mexican. We all people at the end of the day. You know, if you're gay, you know, whatever. You know, that shit shouldn't mean nothing. But we all do need to come together. So, like, the world I want to live in is one where you walk into somebody's house on your job and they don't look at you funny because of the color you Exactly. Uh, and that goes back to if I don't like a person, it's because I don't like you. Yeah, yeah. Not the way you look, and I think that's what we. And I think we headed in the right direction. I think it got to get back. It, always, if you look through history, shit always is worse before it gets better. What do you, What is your thoughts? Not on the stance, but the actual movement of Black Lives Matter. See, it's an amoeba to me. If I'm being honest, so it's like. At the end, because it's a lot that goes into it. I agree with some of the stuff, you know what I mean? But I don't agree with the rioting and stuff like that. You know, I love the peaceful protests. I love pushing 
you know, the agenda of, hey, we got to get somebody. I don't think all cops are bad cops. Yeah. Like, I think we need policing. But we got to get these bad guys up out of here. And I think with Black Lives Matter, what I agree with them is about getting justice. You know what I mean? But the rioting and shit like that, because you tearing up businesses in your own community. So, yeah. like, these are people that you know, that you shop, that you've been in them. I don't agree with that part. But I understand you can't let shit get to a tipping point, and this is what happens. Like, the uh, the one thing I had a huge issue with, and it seems like everybody within reason had an issue with, was the Marxist. Like, we're, we have Marxist tendencies. Yeah. Like, I'm not down with that. I'm down with, I want you to be able to walk in the same house as me mm-hmm. and be looked at the same way. Yeah. I want you to walk in the same restaurant as me and be looked at the same way. Right. But with these Marxist tendencies where it's like, we don't want police, we don't want any kind of, like, governing body, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm not down with that. You, you, <clears throat> I hate government, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? Like You need a system. In place. Yeah. You cannot operate without police. Because, like, uh, I saw a thing on Twitter. They were, like, interviewing people in a low-income, high-crime black community. Mm-hmm. They're like, what would you do without, well, like, how would you feel without police? And one dude was like, batshit crazy, because... Shit would go off here. Yeah, it ring off. Like, okay, so why why are you pushing these anti-cop agendas? Like, I have a good friend. He's a cop. Not a racist bone in his body, to my knowledge. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of people we need in our community. A lot of, a lot of those, I think a lot of the times, words get turned around. So you can say something. I, it's not that the Black Lives Matter or black people against police. It's like we got to get the bad police out of here. Mm-hmm. We, at the end of the day, if somebody break in your house or something happened, who you call? The police. Exactly. You know, it ain't like you not calling them. So you, I know good cops. You know what I mean? I know questionable cops. I heard of stuff. You know what I mean? But for the most part, a lot of those cops are really good guys. Yeah. Here and they put in a position. You gotta think they put their life on the line. See, here in Walker County, like that's what we need. Yeah. yeah. We need the people that are, we know are good people that yeah. aren't gonna betray somebody else's rights. Exactly. And that's Just, where you can't be abusing your power if you. I man, oh my god, I, I know I. I've heard of a lot of things about cops abusing their power. Yeah, and so, I mean, but it's seen every, a lot. It's every, It's in all fifty states. It's in the European continents mm-hmm. or countries. It's in any other well, all the other continents where there's police brutality. What do you think we can do better? What do you think we could do better to? You think they need like better training or? Are you the host of this show now, Jason? I'm just asking a question. But yeah, <laughs> what can we do better? Like, I feel like there needs to be like a psychological evaluation. All right. Because if you walked into my yard at night, if I didn't, if I didn't know you, if I didn't know you, yeah. I'm going to say, "What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. I'm not going to shoot before I ask. No. Now, if it looks like you're in my truck, I'm shooting. I'm shooting. Yeah. <laughs> or if it looks like you're in my wife's car, I'm shooting. Yeah, if you're yeah. in my tool shed, I'm shooting. But if you're just like walking up in my driveway. Hey, man, what you doing? Yeah. With the gun on your hip. Like, yo, hey, what you doing? As opposed to I'm pulling up on a situation and I'm, you know what I mean? That shit is scary. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. Not unless, like, I've seen your face on the news and like, he's wanted for this. Like, okay, well, I'm not going to shoot you. But I'm going to hold you here. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm going to make you think I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. But that's, it, it shouldn't matter your color. No. Like, if there's a lot, like, uh, I think we're coming up on, like, the two or three year anniversary of Peanut Butter Gate over here at, uh, the sheriff, at Walker County Jail. The Peanut Butter Gate. Uh, 
Like, if I saw one of them dudes in my yard, I'm doing the same thing I'm yeah. doing to somebody else with a different color. Right. I'm holding your ass there till the cops get here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it takes you in the kneecap. Yeah. But, no, like, I feel like cops need to go under, like, some kind of extensive psychological training before they even get their badge. Yeah. Because they need to be put in these situations. And yeah. You got, you got an... I think you need community policing, like establishing a good rapport with the people in the community. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, you know, which, I mean, I think we need more black cops because like you can, you can reach a lot of these young black guys, you know, you could talk to them because circumstances, everything we grow. I grew up a certain way. You know what I mean? I seen a lot, been around drugs and stuff like that. And it's just stuff that you taught or stuff that you come into. And it's not that you bad people. You're just a product of your environment. I feel like <clears throat> I feel like cops are going through a generational phase. Yeah. Because when you and me were kids, and I mean kid kids, what were cops? They're white and fat. Yeah. And old. Yeah. Okay. What do you see now? You see these dudes that are doing CrossFit oh, yeah, yeah, every yeah. single day, going yeah. to the gym every single day. <laughs> you know, that's what they yeah. all look the same. Yeah. Anymore. It's just... To diversify, yeah, the that's what it is, and that. But the question is, yeah. and here's me playing devil's advocate: How do we get guys, more guys like that? It's hard because, <laughs> because especially now with when you have black communities thinking, wait, and it's it's that's kind of a hard thing to do because when you when you black and you young, if I'm being completely honest, you you kind of talk we don't fuck with the police yeah. just because we know what's been going on. Uh, that shit been going on for a while. I mean, people just start buying out now. Oh my god! No, nah, this shit has been going on for a long time. Yeah. Like I, I know we had a talk. We had a talk. When we young, you know what I mean. Like you just kind of know. Yeah. So I don't know how you, because a lot of us, a lot of us coming from, you know, low income communities where it's drugs and stuff like that, and you got to do what you got to do, and you just don't fuck with police. Yeah, you taught not to snitch. You talk not to talk to cops, and so I don't understand how you can make bridge that kind of gap, dude. I grew up in Empire. I got told I'll be buried if I'm found where I was the next if I was ever caught there again. Like, oh damn! So it's like you know, not snitch. Like I won't ever tell you who it is because yeah, yeah. who knows? Let me listen to the podcast. Yeah. Next thing you know, your boy's gone. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole podcast about Empire. Oh so, man, <laughs> you know, like. But the thing is, is you and me grew up knowing not to hate each other. Yeah. I feel like these five, six, seven, eight year nine year old they're seeing all this stuff on the news and like, why don't they like us, Dad? Yeah. Or why should we not like them, Dad? Yeah. And I think that's where the media needs to shut up. Yeah. Let us handle our shit. Yeah. And because all you see is Black Lives Matter protester ran over or white cop does this and it's just the media is so polarizing yeah. these oh, days. Yeah. It's, it, it almost, it's mind control. I, I hate, I mean, I don't watch the news a lot because it's just, it's always bad news. It's always depressing. And so, I try to stay away from that and I, from my experiences, I formulate my opinion. Yeah. You know, like, like I said, I'm black. I know a, a lot of, but man, the, the black shit is deep, man. It started in the 80s. You know, you know about Ronald, uh, uh, Ronald Reagan, Reaganomics. You yeah. Know, uh, they put crack in the communities, you know, break up the black family. Get the uh, the black father out of there. You got a lot of single mothers raising kids, and they you need a you know two parent household. It's deep, man. And so, um, I mean, I, it, it's a lot that black people going through. But we we trying to find our way through it to come to a common ground and 
We just want to be treated as equal. And we want y'all to just stop killing us, man. God damn it. You know what I mean? Like, assess the situation and go through the proper protocol. You know, that's, uh, like, the one thing I hate about the two-party system is a lot of people are, like, Democratic, mm-hmm. Joe Biden. Okay, go <laughs> back and look at his track record, please. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't care who you vote for, yeah. but at the same time, don't let them pander to you. Went out. Because remember what he said: if you don't, if you don't yeah. know who you're going to vote for, you ain't yeah, black. Like, come on, bro. We, we, as black people, and I can speak for the black people, <laughs> it was like, no, Joe, no, we, we was with you, but no, nah, you can't say shit like that. Yeah, he crossed the line right there. You can't me. say you gotta, you gotta be aware of what you can say. Yeah, and I don't. You think, don't have our vote yet, for real, for real. Like, yo, they, in all honesty, Democrats depend on your demographic mm-hmm. vote, yeah. and. Republicans rely on my demographics vote. Yeah. Yeah. That's what sucks. Yeah. That's that's why the two party system is bullshit. Yeah. And like here here we go. My thought process is do whatever the hell you want to. Yeah. Just don't tax me a shit ton. Yeah. Let me keep my guns. Let my gay friends like each other. Yeah. Let my back black friends live in peace. Yeah. And we are all hunky dory. Exactly. Like, cause man, we not here long, man. No. Enjoy the time that you here, you know. Cause man, I, I, we blinked and we was what? How, how long have we been out of high school now? Thirteen Shoot, years. Yeah, thirteen years, bro. I mean, I remember I thought thirty was old. You know what I mean? And so like, you blink and we'll be fifty. That's so, what, that's what I told Ricky. I was like, I, we've known each other for half our lives. That goes the same for you and me. It's like. Not a part of that half of my life where I was like, I hate you, see. Yeah. Just because of who he is. Well, I'm I'm cool too, man. I'm yeah. Cool as motherfucker. Like like I said, I look <laughs> I look like I E is my twin. Yeah, yeah. But shout out to E, man. E, E cool. E actually, shout out to E. He, going back to current climate, E's the one that actually brought the idea. We have a current climate climate fantasy football. Yeah. So E kind of run that in concert <laughs> with us. And uh, shout out to E, man. He be making sure shit right, man. See, he works in law enforcement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's yeah. Eric is the kind of people we need. Oh, yeah. Good, great guy, man. Yeah. Great guy. We need good white and black and Mexican. Okay. This is, I saw a meme that uh, really made me provoke my thoughts. It was like, uh, you know, all these people shouting all lives matter. They're shouting all lives matter, but are they thinking about the Mexican and no. gay lives that they also disagree with? No. no. Um, <clears throat> that's why, like, I'm with Black Lives Matter, the thought, not the movement. Just because the movement, their political thoughts don't line up with mine. But at the same time, it's like, I just want you to be able to be treated the same way. Well, you ain't gonna, you ain't, you're not going to agree with something, everything somebody oh. said. You know what I mean? I, you know, pro-black does not mean anti-white. No. Not by yeah, I mean, a lot of people think that's what it is. Like, Just like people think pro-gay means anti-straight. Yeah, that is not it. No. Let 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 people love who they want to love. You like, know what I mean? Like our society, like I said. Yeah. You and me, brothers. I have other brothers of, a, of different colors. But <clears throat> how can we, our generation, like you and me, mm-hmm. like say we we're on city council somewhere. Mm-hmm. How could we make our city better? As in like, well, you, as in like Dora, or just like Walker well, County ish. Like, yeah, yeah, Walker County ish. Um, I think you need to reach the kids. I think if you have, you know, 
I think what's missing too, besides just being on a, a council or whatever, it used to be a community raising a child. So like, if I can go down the street and if Di- if Miss Diane seeing me doing something, she gonna call my mom and tell my mama, or she gonna come down. Hey, you need to stop that, or y'all need to do this, and they give you a talk. We missing a lot of that. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think you need to reach the youth because those those are the kids that are gonna come up and you know eventually run that community. Um. That's one thing, and just be more commu- have more community oriented stuff. You know what I mean. Building a rapport with the police, you know, community police. <clears throat> I think those are ways that you can build your community because you always gonna have drugs. Yeah. That's just the, the, the being honest with you. Um, you but it's how the expensive market county and still not get rid of everything. Exactly, it's not gonna. You know, what I mean, you are gonna have travelers. That's always gonna be the case. But it's just keeping everything to. I ain't gonna say quiet or more as peaceful as you possibly can. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. And there's certain ways that you can do it. I think, uh, but I don't got all the answers, Sway. No, well, <laughs> see, that's the problem with like even the government is they don't have the answers. Yeah, I think it takes normal people, yeah. you and me, sitting down figuring it out yeah. because the government's gonna figure out the easiest way for them to profit off it. Yeah, it comes it comes down to money. Or push their policies. Exactly. But I mean, us on this lower level, we got other shit that we worry about. They pay, they pay to do that for us. Yeah. But they're not doing a good job of it. Like, for me personally, I mean, I work, I, mean, I take care of my kid, you know, that's my focus. And then, from that, you know, I worry about everybody. Yeah. So, like, but these people pay to do said things and they're just not doing a good job of it. No, we rely too much on politicians Hell these yeah. days. Hell and, yeah. uh, I feel like if the communities took over, you'd see real progress. That's easier said than done because everybody ain't going to be like, no, get on board with that shit. Because you got people that rely on politicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, two people people too worried about themselves. Rightfully so, because, yeah. I mean, this world cold. You got to watch out for yourself. So you got to kind of look out for yourself and make sure you are right first. But when you start getting older, you start you start caring about the community a little more. But yeah. when you're young, I mean, you you all about some other shit. Partying, but, having yeah. a good time. To, but when you start getting old, that's when you start caring about insurance. <laughs> you know, you start caring about owning stuff. You start caring about, you know, um, credit and shit like that. Yeah. You know, it's just stuff that you naturally start to care about when you get old. Because the first thought when you wake up in the morning is, hmm, how can I help my community? It's, what do I got to do to make my family happy yeah. through this day? Yeah. Like, when I wake up, I thank the Lord for waking me up. Thank the Lord for good health and my kid. And, damn, I got to go to work today. Make sure Isaac straight. You know what yeah. I mean? And so, that, that's the focus. I think, uh, I think we're, so, we're getting close to where we need to be. Mm-hmm. It's just, it takes more people like you and me. Right. Where And I like people driving the conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people, a lot of athletes, you need people in those positions to talk out more. Because we grew up idolizing rappers and athletes and, you know, um, actors and stuff like that. And a lot of these guys speaking out on that shit now. And that's I think that's going to go a long, long, long ways. I do think that's the problem with... Like the the back end of our generation, the next one, is they rely too much on what popular people say yeah. instead of thinking for themselves. Yeah. 
A lot of people follow us. You need to craft your own opinions. I agree. I agree. But a lot of people, again, that's teaching the, you know, going back to the youth and, you know, working with the youth. And a lot of the youth look up to those yeah. people. So that's like uh, Chavis talked about how he was, like, big into the Boys and Girls Club mm-hmm. growing up. Look at him now. I mean, he played college football, played in the NFL, and now he's a head football coach. Shout out to Chavis. That, like, that shaped him. And yeah. he's proud of proud of that so if we had those kind of community activities yeah that yeah. help people understand look you don't have to go home to this shitty situation or, right or even a good situation every day yeah as long as you're happy yeah because good situations still can equal misery oh yeah it's a, yeah. yeah oh yeah most definitely so i think uh i think we're close it may not happen in our generation right but i think we're close yeah yeah i think we're Gotta have faith, man. A lot of people are scared to have these types of conversations, too. I mean, it is what it is, you know. That, and I mean, I think that's why shit been stagnant for a while. People just scared to talk. You gotta have that tough conversation, yeah. And you gotta be real with one another, you know. I can't stand. I gotta tell you what I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no sense of holding in. Like, <clears throat> you, you. It almost makes you wonder sometimes what goes through people's heads. Like if they see me and you hugging or talking in public. Yeah. Fuck's wrong with them. Yeah. Or yeah. what's their problem? Well, and then you kind of got to get to a point where you don't give a fuck what people say. Yeah. And so, like, <laughs> like I, I genuinely don't care what... I'm, it's cool. I hope you think, you know, positive and stuff like that. But, like, if you want some negative shit, I don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't move my needle. I mean, you know, just don't say nothing wrong to me. You know? Exactly. Like, <clears throat> it's just, it's a society problem that we need to get past. Um, I like I said, I'm behind the thought process, the movement, that the organization. I'm not gonna say the movement, the organization. Mm-hmm. Like, no, nah, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm not down with that. Uh, just because of what their act, the actual agenda they're pushing. Again, now like, with the agenda you're pushing, where it's like, I want to be treated the same as you. Yeah. yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah, and we can agree to di- just because people don't agree, we can still be friends. You can have a difference of opinion. You exactly. know what I mean? And you don't have to be so radical on one side if you don't like what the person thinks. Exactly. You know? I'm not going to say, Juicy said I'm wrong on Facebook, so the next time I see him in Walmart, I'm not going to talk to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That, that's where we've gotten. Yeah. And that's why uh, Facebook is. Like, Facebook. I control the Pass the Jar app from my phone. Yeah. Uh, like the Facebook, the Facebook Pages app. Mm-hmm. I don't Facebook app is gone. Yeah. I, it, can, it can be a negative place, but I, I I like to stand. I like to stand in negativity sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I like to argue. I mean, come on, man. Some I, of it's I, funny, I, but at the same time, when it's like people, like uh, like it show you who people really are. I, I want to say stuff, but I'm like, shit, I'm gonna see them like yeah. next month, so I yeah. can't say anything. Yeah, because uh, I, I don't want to hurt their feelings. No, fuck that. Like, <laughs> I'll tell you how I feel when I see you, but I don't want. Yeah, if it get too real, if it's like a family or friend, you know, if I see it, that it's going south like that, I'll, 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 we'll private message. Yeah. We ain't got to we ain't gotta do all that because at the end of the day, I don't like drama. Uh, grew up around a lot of drama. Yeah. I, if I want to try to keep that as far away, but I know how to handle myself, you know, in any situation. But, exactly. you know, if it start going into that, we could private message you know, each other and, and go from there. Yeah. You can handle your stuff outside of Facebook. Facts. Um. You should be able to decipher 
Photoshop <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> you should be able to decipher fake tweets oh on Facebook. God. Know what your sources are. Like, some people just share shit to just share. And I'm like, that is not true. Like, listen here, whatever your name is. You just shared this link that you probably clicked. And now you're having to post also that your Facebook account got hacked. Exactly. Exactly. Because this was just the headline that you thought was right. People read headlines and it's don't so read the story. Funny. They don't read the articles. People take quotes and run with them. No. You got to look at the whole story. Yeah. They refuse to look at the actual article. They just see the headline. They're like, oh, I'm going to share that. Exactly. Or I'm going to comment on that. And they're like, oh, okay. Exactly. Well, exactly. Which, I mean... Like every time, if I ever share anything political, mm-hmm. I've read the article, yeah. checked sources, which is rarely often. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't do it. Yeah. But anyway, I'm glad we could have this talk, bro. Most um, definitely, man. I'm glad we could get real with each other for a little bit, and that's kind of where I want to go with season two, because yeah. just of where we're at in, yeah. in the world is to be real. Yeah. That's what we Authentic- need. Authenticity. Like, you know what I mean? Because. Being real sometimes is positive. That's what we like. That, as black people, that's what we like. Yeah. We don't like that fake shit. You don't we like We like people to be real. Like, hey, be real with me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, or just me as a person. I love being real. Yeah. Just keep it up. Keep it above with me. If white people appreciated black people's honesty, we might get somewhere. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Uh, black people, we just, we are, we are straight up. Yeah. <laughs> that's how, I mean, that's like, that's how you've been. That's how. E and Chavis and yeah. all my other friends have been. I know people say like, "Oh, you're racist if you say, well, I have black friends.'" Well, I don't consider you my friends. Like y'all are my brothers. Yeah, so right. That's like, people I can call up any time of the day. Like Cat Williams said, "You can call up your black friends, your yeah. white friends. They gonna be there. <laughs> they like be there. Like that, I know I can depend on you guys for anything." But Juicy Eight, man, I've loved this talk, bro. I I, I really really enjoyed. This we gotta do this again. Got to, got to. Uh, like I said, season three. I can't drop any details, but we're definitely gonna have you. Yeah, don't, don't, don't give the people everything. No, man. you got to creep it out on them, man. See, I just, I just dripped the sauce in their tongues for that. Just a little this bit. Fact, season three is gonna be different. You gotta give them a little dab. But uh, all right, man. Uh, we're gonna jump into the last shots. All right, thirty seconds, or until you answer all my questions. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes some people pass. Some people finish it before thirty seconds is up. But, all right, you ready, man? I'm ready. All right, here we go. 30 seconds. Ready and favorite NFL team? Uh, Detroit Lions. Favorite NBA team? Lakers. Go Lake Show. Nicki Minaj or Megan Thee Stallion? Nicki Minaj. I ain't got to finish. Number one lyricist, not artist of all time? Uh, Eminem. Favorite rap album of all time? Ooh, that's tough. Favorite rap album of all time? That's hard for me to just pick one. I would say Marshall Mathers LP. Ah, blueprint. All right. If you had to go to one concert before you died, what is it? Ooh. Dead, dead or alive or just? Both. Is it yeah, either or. Uh, one concert. Who would I want to see live? Ew, that is Eminem. If you had one feature for your next big state, who is it? Uh, Ronnie Jules. All right. That's it, bro. <laughs> Juicy, you slayed it, bro. <laughs> Folks, this has been one of my good friends, Juicy. Ladarius Johnson. And I appreciate I, you having me on here, man. Yeah, man. I really do. This was really, really fun. I don't call him Ladarius. Nobody calls me Ladarius. Everybody calls me Juicy J. And they freak it. Juice Man, Juicy J, Juicy Jill. <laughs> I enjoyed this, man. But yeah, man, I appreciate it. And uh, 
thanks for the talk. Thanks for the Baja Blast and the tacos <laughs> in the past. And uh, I, I'm glad to see you doing well. I'm glad to see you happy, man. Likewise, man. And uh, folks, this is probably guaranteed not the last time you've heard Juicy on the podcast. Hey. Once again, talk to somebody different than you. Love your neighbor. Open up a jar. Pass it around. And we'll see you next time.